Welcome to another tale from George's Pocketbook. George is a frontline UK response officer dedicated to fighting crime, resolving family disputes in minutes that have taken years to break down and getting in the faces of the social underclass. All events are real and names and places have been changed to protect the innocent, not so innocent and plain stupid. George thought to himself, if I were ever to write this as a story, no one would ever believe me. They'd say I made it up. The day had started so well. His team was in early and was all in plain clothes, and the covert radios were all working. That in itself was a minor miracle. The unmarked cars had all been arranged and parked in the yard, and a battered old plumber's van with the dark windows was out in the street. George had given the briefing, grateful that one of his teammates was so handy with PowerPoint, and it had been so complete that there hadn't been any questions. Everyone knew what they were supposed to do and where they were going to do it. The mission was actually fairly simple. Billy the burglar had been released from prison two weeks earlier, and since then, wouldn't you know it, burglaries had sprung up all over the area. An operation had been planned and the authority for directed surveillance had been authorised without any hesitation at all. Another minor miracle. All they had to do was to plot up around Billy's home, covering every likely route out, and, as soon as he emerged, follow him. As soon as he did anything naughty, like climb up a drainpipe of a house that wasn't his, the team would be all over him and he'd be arrested for an attempted burglary. If all went well, he'd also put his hands up to most of the recent spate of break-ins as well, and George's team would be able to add a list of clear-ups to their tally. All that would remain would be to agree on a suitable venue for the medal presentation ceremonies. Even though it was still early, the sun hadn't even begun to lighten the horizon, George and the team were in good spirits. The unmarked vehicles were crewed and driven away in ones and twos, then finally the rusty old plumber's van lumbered off with George at the wheel. As everyone called in one after the other to say they were in position, George turned the heavy van into Billy's street. The only thing that could go wrong now would be that he wouldn't be able to park within sight of Billy's front door, and so not be able to see him when he left. George's jaw dropped as he pulled to a halt in front of the young lad wearing a day-glow vest. Behind him were dozens of people milling around under the bright glare of powerful floodlights. Television cameras on trolleys rolled along the pavement, and thick power cables crisscrossed the road. Sorry mate, called up the lad in the yellow vest. We're filming an episode of The Beat, and it's going to take all day I'm afraid. You'll have to find another route round. George looked up again and realised there were at least a dozen people wearing police uniforms wandering around, and there were three marked police vehicles. The TV company was recording an episode of their weekly police drama series outside the front door of the area's most prolific burglar. Realising that the team were more likely to be able to carry out covert surveillance of the street if they went back to the police station and changed into their uniforms, and brought back a couple of marked response cars, George sighed and picked up the radio. Keying the transmit button, he said, Listen up everyone, you're not going to believe this, but... 